the darkness at thy speaking it was done. Welcome to sermons from Zion Lutheran Church of Gwinner, North Dakota. Zion Lutheran Church is committed to the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. My friends, you and I would be pretty hard-pressed to find a person who is offended by the story of Christmas, the story of Jesus' birth in Bethlehem. Now, they are out there, but frankly, I do not believe that there are too many of these so-called Scrooges and Grinches that oppose the Christmas story. You see, even the most hardcore atheists seem to have that soft spot in their hearts for the story of Mary and Joseph, the animals, the manger, the little Jesus in that manger, and of course, those angels. We see the evidence for this in the church. Yes, we see the evidence of this in the church and its attendance each Christmas season. Every single Christmas, the church seems to fill up with all sorts of people, believers and unbelievers, non-believers alike, who want to hear the story of Christmas. And for that brief moment on Christmas Eve, it seems, yes, it seems that everyone is united. It appears that all is well. Everyone is happy. Everyone is content, relaxed, and unified around that story of Christmas. Now, these sentimental and nostalgic feelings wear off quite quickly, though. Yes, they wear off rather quickly when we read Luke's gospel and hear from the prophet Simeon. Now, it isn't that Simeon wants to be a Scrooge, And it is not that he wants to be a Grinch, but instead Simeon is drawing attention to a phenomenon, yes, a phenomenon that cannot be escaped or overlooked. Simeon is pointing out a fact that the child he is holding in his arms has been appointed for the rising and the falling of many. He is stating that the baby Jesus in his arms is a sign, we could say a target that will be opposed In other words, Simeon is saying to Mary that the people will stumble and take offense at Jesus. People will fall and rise 
curse and speak against Christ. They will slander and condemn Jesus' words. They will oppose his works, his ways, and his life. It could be said that Simeon saw the cross looming. When Simeon held the baby Jesus in his arms, he saw a shadow of the cross off in the distance, the cross with its conflict and its tension. And so, this morning, Simeon shows us this Christmas season that with the birth of Jesus, conflict comes. Yes, conflict will come about not because Jesus is some sort of troublemaker, but because he is light and he is truth. You see, dear friends, whenever Jesus and his word go forth, people will divide. Yes, they will divide into two groups. Some will receive it with joy and others will be offended and begin to hate and persecute. It is like this because people love the darkness and hate the light. People love to believe their own lies and are offended by truth. The bright light hurts, so eyes are closed and heads turn. The truth hurts, as they say, so ears close and angry faces are made. And so that baby that was born and laid in the manger was like a target. The baby Jesus, who rested in Simeon's arms, had crosshairs upon him. Just as guns and bows aim at targets so that their bullets and arrows do not hit anything but that target itself, so everyone's sinful old Adam, sinful old nature, aims at Jesus. Over the years, I have had the opportunity to speak to many seminarians, that is, those training for the ministry of being a pastor, And typically what ends up happening is that I get asked many times from them about tips and pointers on what it takes to be a faithful pastor, to which I usually say something like this. If you want to have a comfortable pastoral ministry, do just this. Water down God's law and change the focus from Jesus to the person in the pew. In fact, if you want ease, just try to avoid Jesus and his word altogether. The old sinful nature loves this. Weakened law and a man-centered false gospel gives the sinful old nature all sorts of room to play. In other words, watered-down law doesn't make anyone feel bad about sin, and focusing the sermon not on Jesus, but on the person in the pew makes people feel really, really special. It makes them feel like they have the ability and the power to control their own destiny. Indeed, with this kind of preaching, nobody in the church will get angry with the preacher. But instead, this kind of sermon will be a relief to the old Adam, the sinful nature. And the sinful nature will become giddy and jump for joy. Yes, the old Adam loves this kind of watered-down law and man-centered pretend gospel. And then I go on to say this. However, when the exact opposite happens, when you proclaim Christ and his word, when the law kills people and the gospel unconditionally gives faith, well, fasten your seatbelts. Yes, fasten your seatbelts, for people will either defend their old Adam by attacking or by leaving the church, whereas others will be brought to rubble, where in the midst of the debris they will see Jesus. Truly, when a stern law and a sweet gospel are properly preached and proclaimed, the sheep will come to their painful end, their sinful nature will fall to pieces, 
But then in that midst of all those pieces, they will learn to hear and see that they're not abandoned, but left with Jesus and with Jesus raised anew. What all this means is this. When someone proclaims that Jesus Christ is the Redeemer of the world, when Christ is proclaimed as the only mediator, the only advocate, the only Savior of this world, and his holy gospel is the power of God to save all who believe in it, then be ready, my friends, for there will be opposition. Yes, be ready and be prepared For people will oppose Jesus and come up with all sorts of opinions and ideas and alternatives to prop up their old sinful Adam. Be ready to watch Jesus become a target of attack. And be ready if you are proclaiming Jesus to be attacked as well. You see, dear friends, it is impossible to escape affliction if you wish to be a faithful servant of the Lord. It is impossible, not because Jesus delights in causing disruption, but because Jesus is light and truth coming into the darkness and coming into falsehood. And as it has already been stated, darkness and falsehood cannot comprehend light and truth, but instead attack. Dear baptized saints, behold this child who was born unto you And who laid in Simeon's arms. He was appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that it was to be opposed. From Jesus' infancy to his death, he would be persecuted, his teaching would be slandered, his life would be cursed, and finally they would put him to death. This is the child that was born and laid in the manger. This is the child that laid in Simeon's arms. This is the child that was born unto you. This news, though, of Jesus being a target might lead us to wonder if there's ever a chance of him being overturned. Indeed, if he is going to be a target and attacked throughout his whole life and even attacked today, is there ever a chance of him being overturned? Is there a chance of Christ and his church being overturned today? Well, the answer is no. While Simeon said that Jesus would be a target, people would not and cannot overturn the Christ. My friends, it is like this. God the Father appointed Jesus to be a target. Yes, he indeed appointed Jesus to be a target. He was destined by the God the Father to be a defiant rock that was slammed down before the world, before the devil, and right before the gates of hell itself. Indeed, Jesus is the target that God the Father ordained to be a stable foundation in a chaotic world. Which means that the devil, the world, and the sinful nature will try to remove Christ Jesus, but will try in vain. Yes, the devil will hiss at the rock. The world will charge at the rock. And the sinful nature will try to climb on top of the rock. But none of them, I repeat, none of them will be able to accomplish anything. The devil's fangs will break against the rock. The world will collide and fall. And the sinful nature will fall on its back. They cannot harm the rock. But only prove their own futility. So dear baptized saints. Behold the child that was born unto you for your rising and for your falling. 
Behold the one who took you and drowned you and your sinful old Adam in the water of your baptism and then brought you out anew. Behold, the same Jesus that was laid in Simeon's arms is now put in your hands and upon your lips and your mouth in the Holy Supper. Behold, the target who takes your sin. Behold, your salvation that was prepared for you. Behold, the one that cannot be overturned. Behold, unto you a child was born, Christ Jesus, your Lord, your Savior, your Redeemer. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit Zion Lutheran Church's website at www.zionglinner.org. The Lord bless and keep you.